Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, the podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you so much for taking out some time from your busy schedule to spend with me today as we continue our study through the book of Nehemiah. This has been a great study for me. I hope it's been good for you. And today we begin a, a new series as we think about the power of prayer and the importance of accountability. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to Nehemiah chapter 9. And we're going to spend this episode and next episode in this chapter. And we're going to break down a very beautiful prayer that is offered on behalf of the people. And this is going to take place uh, verses 1 through 19 in this study. And then next week, we'll look at verses 20 through 38. Uh, So very thankful that we have this time uh, to spend in the Word of God. And I hope and pray that you're uh, at a place where you can open up your Bible I understand sometimes with the busyness of life, maybe you're driving down the road, maybe you're uh, folding laundry, whatever the case may be. I hope that by 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 listening to the word and by going through it together, that you'll be blessed and that you'll be better equipped to weather the storms of life. Uh, before we dive into our text, I want to say a word of, of the, about the Scattered Abroad Network. Uh, this podcast, Weathering the Storm, is on the Scattered Abroad Network. I'm uh, very grateful to be a part of this great group. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can visit uh, scatteredabroadnetwork.org. You can uh, reach out to us via email, thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel, and we encourage you to subscribe and to share that with others as we're striving to put out as much content as possible uh, to the glory of God. So again, thank you so much for listening uh, today. Thank you to those of you who've listened all season, and, and some of you have, have been listening from the very beginning. Uh, and so I, I greatly, greatly appreciate you and uh, truly hope that this has been helpful for you as it has been for me. In our last study, we, we closed out the idea of there being a revival after the storm. And so we understand there are storm clouds that rise, there are trials that we face, and then there's that time of peace that follows that storm. And we understand the ebb and flow of life. There's time when it's peace like a river. There's other times when it's sorrow like sea billows roll. As we think about the song, It Is Well With My Soul. You know, we we read in Scripture that there's going to be trials. There's going to be difficult times. Job said, man who's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Job 14.1. But we also know that life is not always doom and gloom. Uh, There are good days. There are days when things are, are going great. Uh, And so praise God in those days. Praise God when you have the time to really stop and reflect on the blessings that He's given. You count your blessings, uh, and it's always a wonderful thing to do. Uh, As I record this today, I'm thinking about uh, the fact that tomorrow, Lord willing, all four of my children will start school. Uh, That is hard for me to to wrap my mind around, Uh, but our twin girls are uh, three years old, and so they're going to go ahead and and get started. our oldest is seven. He'll be eight in September. And um, our baby girl, Henley, just turned five just a few weeks ago. So uh, we have all four of them starting school. And this is a time when, yeah, I'm, I'm sad about it. But it's also a time where I'm just very grateful and very joyful that God has blessed me with, with four beautiful, healthy children uh, and a wonderful wife who's, who's been there and a great mother for them. And so just just thankful. And my heart is full. And so as we go through this prayer, just just a reminder of, of 
how we need to be thankful and and pray to God and and, and glorify Him for the good things uh, that we have, because every good and perfect gift comes from Him. And so again, just uh, just thinking about that today, you know, I've I've had my share of storms, I've had my share of trials, just like you have. You know, we all have. But again, when, when you have those times when everything's going good and, and you have the moments when you can really stop and just just embrace and enjoy the good, do that. Make sure you take time to pause and embrace the good. And that's kind of my, my thought as we begin this study today. So as we come into Nehemiah chapter 9, we read about the people who have been attentive to the hearing of the Word of God. Uh, we noticed how Ezra the scribe stood behind a, a platform of wood, and he opened up the Word of God. He, he read from it, and he helped the people understand. And the people understood it to the point that you know, they, they repented. They made changes, and they started doing what was right. And when you get into chapter 9, you read that they're continuing to respond properly to the Word of God. And so as we just read through this for a moment, I want you to notice how the people responded to the reading of the word. It says, Now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Okay, so we understand from the book of Job, uh, the book of Jonah, we, we understand this, this language, this word picture, that when there is sackcloth and dust and fasting, that is a form of mourning. And so there's this, this humility that's on display of, okay, we were in captivity, we've come back home, we were wrong, you know, we sinned, we, we made mistakes, God has brought us back, and, and we're, we're beating ourselves up here because we know that we've hurt God, and we want to make things right. So notice what they did, verse 2, it said, Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. They stood up and said, you know, what, what our fathers did, what those before us did, those who went into captivity before us, the things that took place, they were wrong. Uh, th- this is wrong of what took place. They're, they're not going to follow in their footsteps. They're going to strive to break the cycle and do what is right. And, and here's the first, the first step in that is, is having that accountability. They're accountable to the, the actions, and they, they want to make things right. Um, of course, we think about David. Anytime you mention accountability, you think of David and, and 2 Samuel 12 and Psalm 51. You know, he was wrong. He was wrong in every, in every aspect. There's no way around it. And when Nathan said, thou art the man, David said, you know what? You're right. I'm the one who messed up. I've sinned against God, and uh, I'm wrong. So that's why he's a man after God's own heart, because he owned up to it. And so he was able to confess. And that's what the people are doing here. They stood and confessed their sins. Verse 3 says, They stood up in their place and they read from the book of the law of the Lord their God for one-fourth of the day. For another fourth, they confessed and worshipped the Lord their God. Think about that. A fourth of their day, they spent reading the word of the Lord. That's a great practice. Uh, Certainly, we live in a time where it's a rush. There's a lot of things going on. I just mentioned school, and I know that you know, that, that comes with a lot of different challenges. But how great would it be if we could carve out a fourth of our day every day just to simply reading the Word of God? It'd be great. I had a, I had a, a friend of mine tell me a quote that he heard when he was doing a, 
uh, had a local work in Louisiana. Said a man came up and told him, what you put first gets done. And that's so true, isn't it? What you put first gets done. You know, you spend your time doing all these other things. You say, man, I just didn't have time to do that. Well, whatever you did before, that you made that your priority. Whatever you put first, that will get done. And I try to remember that um, in my day-to-day tasks that I have. And I'm sure that those of you listening, you have a busy schedule like I do. And sometimes it's difficult, uh, but being accountable and realizing, okay, this is something I need to do. I'm going to do it. That's what the people did. You know, they knew that they came back from captivity. They're back where they need to be. They're striving to really dig in and do what God would have them to do. Here's a great blueprint. They spent a fourth of their day reading, another fourth of their day confessing and worshiping the Lord their God. Great, great example for us. In verse 4, read of individuals who read loud, loudly and cried out the loud voice to the Lord. And here is the prayer that is offered, a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Again, we're going to read the first, first half of it in this episode. And, and next episode, next week, Lord willing, we'll finish out the prayer. But I, I want us to just read this prayer of the time we have remaining on this. And to think about the power of doing this, the power of prayer. Uh, certainly, it's applicable to weathering the storm. Now, I believe it fits for us when, you know, before, during, and after the storm, to remember God in prayer. We've mentioned that a lot these past few episodes. But uh, again, let's let's read about these these words, this prayer. And I want to encourage you to take the time to pray this back to God. I don't know if you've ever done that before. It's, it's a very um, Rewarding study is to study a prayer like this or study from the Psalms. Make the application and pray it back to God. So let's think about that as we read this. Again, we're in Nehemiah chapter 9. Let's begin there at the end of verse 5, and and let's think about what is said about God. What a great reminder this is for us as we weather the storms of life. Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. You are the Lord God, who chose Abram, brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans, and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to get the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, the Girgashites, to give it to his descendants. You have performed your words, for you are righteous. You saw the affliction of our fathers in Egypt. You heard their cry by the Red Sea. You showed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, against all his servants, and against all the peoples of his land. For you knew that they acted proudly against them. So you made a name for yourself, as it is this day. You divided the sea before them, so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land. And their persecutors you threw into the deep, as a stone into the mighty waters. Moreover, you led them by day with a cloudy pillar, and by night with a pillar of fire, to give them light on the road which they should travel. You came down also on Mount Sinai, spoke with them from heaven, and gave them just ordinances and true laws good statutes and commandments. You made known to them your holy Sabbath and commanded them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, your servant. You gave them bread from heaven for their hunger 
brought them water out of the rock for their thirst, and told them to go in to possess the land which you had sworn to give them. But they and our fathers acted proudly, hardened their necks, and did not heed your commandments. They refused to obey, and they were not mindful of your wonders that you did among them. But they hardened their necks, and in their rebellion they appointed a leader to return to their bondage. But you are God, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness, and did not forsake them. Even when they made a molded calf for themselves and said, This is your God that brought you out of Egypt and worked great provocations. Yet in your manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way they should go. We're going to stop there in, in this episode. And again, next week, we'll pick up with verse 20 and go on through the rest of the chapter. But isn't it powerful to consider what is being said? You know, the people are, are starting to come back and they're starting to to really have this emphasis and motivation to do what God would have them to do. And in this prayer that, that you go back and think about what is being said about God and, and look at the teaching tool this was for the people who they're starting to go back and read and there's this revival that's taking place. The wall has been rebuilt. They're back home from captivity. They're, they're really striving to start off on the right foot. And it all starts with recognizing who God is. And so this, this prayer is so powerful, and it reminds us of the power of prayer when we're going through storms. Notice that it begins by blessing God. Blessed be your glorious name. Your name is exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. That, that statement is mentioned several times in this prayer. And it reminds us of Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Why is that so important? Because when you and I are going through storms, we need to remember that God is there. God is present. God is powerful. God is willing to be there for us. And so some of the phrases and some of the words here is extremely encouraging as we go through storms and as we're trying to to navigate through the different trials that are coming our way, to, to be reminded that the God who we serve and the God to whom we pray is the one who made heaven, is the one who is worthy of all praise and honor and glory. The host of heaven worships him. And we get to, to join in in honoring the God of the universe. In this prayer, in this teaching, it goes through to remind the people who God is. He's the Lord God who chose Abram. He's the one who changed his name to Abraham, the father of many nations. He's the one who made this covenant with him to give him the promised land. He, he performed his words because he's righteous. So you go back to Genesis chapter 12 and you think about that promise. God kept his promise. Well, then you think about the affliction of the fathers in Egypt. Guess what? God heard their cry. When you study Exodus chapters 1 and 2, you read about how the people were, were sorely afflicted by the Egyptians, that, that there was hard labor, but God heard their cry. And when he sent Moses, he said, I've heard my people, and it's time to, it's time to get them out. I'm the God of Isaac and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I'm with you. I'm going to make sure 
I'm going to get my people out of that situation. Just great love and great faithfulness that is being said about God. And the people are, are hearing this and being reminded. When he led them out of, or through the Red Sea, he led them day by day with a cloudy pillar and by night with a pillar of fire. He, he guided them. He guided their very steps. But then in the middle of this, this prayer, as you get into this, you get into the teaching, you get into what was taking place, there's an emphasis and a reference back to the fathers who acted proudly, hardened their necks. They did not heed God's commandments. They refused to obey. They were not mindful of the wonders. They were rebellious, and they didn't want to listen to God. Do you see the connection? These are individuals who've came back from captivity. They understand why they went. They understand they were guilty. They've been listening to the word. They've been hearing it taught. And now they're, they're coming to this realization, okay, our fathers were wrong. They hardened their hearts. They were stiff-necked. They did not obey God. So what do you think that's teaching them? If we want to be right with God, we've got to be humble. We've got to confess when we mess up, and we've got to make sure that we're doing what God would have us to do. And so in the midst of this prayer, there's also great teaching that takes place. I want you to notice this language, verse 17. Even though those individuals were hard-hearted, stiff-necked, rebellious, did not want to do what God wanted them to do, look at God. But you are God. Notice ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abundant in kindness, and you did not forsake them. Even though they forsook God, even though they turned away from God, they were rebellious. And the example here is when they made the golden calf. Even through all that, God was still faithful. And the point is, even when they were in captivity, God was still faithful to them. God punished them, yes, they, but they were guilty of it. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. And he did it for their good. And he did it to preserve the seed line for the Christ to come. A bigger picture here. And so the people are starting to, to connect the dots and realize God never left us. God never left our fathers who were, who were wicked and who forsook him. He didn't leave us, even though we were in the wrong. And they're striving to come back to him. And so again, the power of prayer and the importance of accountability. That, that's what this episode and next episode is focusing on. And it's the people understanding that God was with them. God, and, and here's the point. God is with us in the storm. God is with us before, during, and after. He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us. And so that can give us confidence and encouragement. If he was with them and, and he led them and stayed true to them, why wouldn't he do the same for us? The fact is, our God is faithful. Our God loves us. And he's so merciful and abundant in kindness and long-suffering that, yes, we mess up, but he knows that. He knows that our frame is dust. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. He knows that we're not perfect. He doesn't expect sinless perfection, but he does expect faithfulness. And that we can do. I hope and pray that, that this episode and the next episode as we combine them together will help us to remember the goodness of God 
even when we're going through the storms of life. Let's remember to praise Him. Let's remember to humble ourselves. Let's remember to honor God as He carries us through. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll come back next week as we close out this series on the power of prayer and the importance of accountability from Nehemiah chapter 9. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.